So the dictionary defines reality as the world or the state of things as they actually exist, as opposed to an idealistic or notional idea of them. It also defines expectation as a strong belief that something will happen or be the case in the future. For an example, reality had not lived up to expectations. So reality versus expectations. Sometimes our expectations of something get in the way of the real world or the reality of a situation. Think of sometimes in your own life this has happened and join Brian and myself as we launch out onto the loop and discuss reality versus expectation on Curiosity Continuum. Thank you for joining us today on Curiosity Continuum. For those of you tuning in for the first time, Curiosity Continuum is a movement started by two lifelong friends with a mission to spark the imagination, cultivate the mind, and understand diverse perspectives from a practical application standpoint and the common good. We want you to start meaningful conversations with those around you so we can all get better together. We are fortunate to continue this work with the ongoing support from listeners like you. So we want to just tell you guys where to find us and where you, how you can interact with us. So you can find us online at uh, www.curiositycontinuum.com. From there, you're going to be able to find us on all of our services, our podcast services that we're at. We're on iTunes, Google Play, Spotify. And you can also, from that website, you can ask us a question. Um, you can pretty much do it pretty good, easily because we got a little form you just fill out. You can ask us a question. You can ask us anything you want. Doesn't mean we're going to answer it, but you can ask us anything. <laughs> <laughs> the asking is is open yes <laughs> so which is a nice segue in because you may expect that whatever question you ask may get an answer but the reality is we may not we, we may not answer you oh. <laughs> <laughs> so today's goal is to talk frankly about what is reality and why it's important and also to discuss expectations and why they should be uh, set high or maybe even not realistic standards in some cases. There's a, there's an, well, Josh, was it Mad TV or in Living Color where they had the, uh, the dating parody lowered expectations? I think it was, <laughs> I think that was Mad TV. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I always love that segment because it was, you know, all the dating <laughs> sites are always trying to be your best self and the most, you know, lovely, handsome, beautiful, whatever combination it was. And then you lowered expectations was like, yeah, we've all probably, uh, been on a date or known somebody where they've regaled us in the story about how that actually happened. Yeah, you know? you've all met a slosh monster or a, you know, yeah. <laughs> yeah. somebody who's like, haven't... their picture is like cut out from a magazine and it's like, here's like, a, you know, I'm Fabio, but in real life, you know, <laughs> I'm not. <laughs> yeah. And if you haven't met the slosh monster, you are the slosh monster in the equation. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Oh, goodness. There's a, there's a couple different places usually expectations and uh, reality and everything collide. I mean, obviously all around us, but the arenas that generally come to mind are like work, like professional and personal are kind of the two main buckets sure. it seems to, everybody seems to live their life in and stuff. So, so, so Brian, for you, like a work standard, I know you, I know you're self-employed, but yeah. what, what are your, like, like uh, some expectations of work standards and what are the realities of those work standards? I know it's kind of funny, but it's true. Cause I mean, if you <laughs> yeah. don't hold up to a certain, a certain reality, you're not going to eat. So. <laughs> right. Yeah. <laughs> I think generally 
just by the way I'm wired, I tend to undersell something and not like try to, uh, you know, misrepresent it as like not good. Right. But, um, you know, I had a neighbor who was like an excellent salesperson, you know, been a lot of different tech companies and stuff. And I was at Home Depot because at the time we both moved into a new neighborhood and I'm like, man, I cannot remember like the size of the, the air filter because I was like, I need to go get new ones. And I texted him. I said, hey, man, what's the size of the air filter? And he sent it back like pretty quick. I'm like, okay, great. And I come home with the air filter and it doesn't fit. And I told him like, <laughs> dude, like you told me it was this size. You go, whoops, I got it wrong. I said, I totally guessed. I'm like, what the heck, dude? But he <laughs> was confident in the guess. <laughs> yeah, he said, like, I was just confident. I'm like, I'm like going, this is the last time I believe you because you're confident about something, you know? For the, the type of work, usually a lot of people will come to me if they're a client or a potential client. And it's, there's a really interesting exercise that happens here because the hard thing about what I do is in trying to be a good Swiss Army knife for any type of business to help them actually like, okay, here's all the information I'm going to take in. And now here's some simple steps to go to make your business better, to do something. And um, there's sometimes the expectation that like it's the easy button. And a lot of times it's not the, it's normally ever, it's never the easy button. There's, there's simple things to do, but simple doesn't mean easy because a lot of times it means that there's people changing behaviors of what they do. That's a whole different conversation to say like, well, could you just like uh, launch this app and it would fix it? And it's like, no, because the app's not going to fix it because the app isn't going to fix your <laughs> behavior necessarily. It's not going to fix the underlying problem, which is your expectation that it's just a simple problem. Right. The reality and, is, it's you. <laughs> yeah. And so that takes it's not good me, it's you. Sometimes. It's a, to, it's it's a not, perfect... <laughs> yeah. The lowered expectations on the dating right there, you know? It's not me, it's you. No. Uh, in, in, in some of those things, though, it's because you're so close to what you're working on or what you're working in. Yes. And there's... Problems don't arise overnight. And there's no business that works perfect. Just like any relationship or anything else that doesn't. And so things will arise, and when you kind of squash out one thing, maybe another thing arises. It doesn't mean that you didn't do good work on that. It just means there's something else. And sometimes, too, you have to go back and say, okay, my expectation was when I made this decision two years ago that it would still work today. And the reality is that our business changed or something changed, and now we need to re-decide that from another good place of, of uh, doing that. And... The reality is, of like, you know, you may have done something to chase money in your business, and now you have a reality to deal with. Or you expected to do something, you know, um, and do that. The, the best thing I can always tell people, rather than uh, when you're assessing something, is not to try to, uh, you know, over-exaggerate or under-represent. Like, let's just be as accurate as possible. And then everybody can start to kind of gauge from that where we are, and then how do we go forward? Because only after you kind of strip out fluff and you get to it, now do you actually understand like what your, you know, how your expectations actually align with that. Sure. And I mean, I have a kind of a similar thing with my work. Um, I'm in a totally different uh, boat than Brian. I work for a company, well, I would call it a company, but it's a company. I mean, it's run like a company. And we it's have- a company. Yeah. Yeah. We have, uh, every company's run like a company, I guess. <laughs> well, I've seen some that are not from like companies. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But um, every morning we have to give our expectation, basically. We have to give an estimate of our work for the day. And so we always have, there's always this adversarial relationship kind of brewing 
and going on. And it's kind of for people from the outside, like I was training somebody new at my job for the last couple of days. And he's like, he goes, I can't believe you guys have this kind of like management versus workforce mentality. It doesn't seem like it's very, quote unquote, realistic to what you're going to get done or like what you're actually going to do, because there's always one side fighting the other side. And it is true. But the central point is we're all trying to get the work done. Some point it depends. It takes a really good manager to actually kind of break through that. And right now we're kind of in this limbo period where we don't have these great managers we used to have. A lot of them have retired or moved on to other other areas of the business. So it's this whole thing that gets kind of pushed into there is that reality versus expectation. Like my boss one day, like just the other day, came up to me and says, I expect you to be done at, you know, four o'clock, which is my eight hours for the day. And I told her, well, you can expect that. But the reality is it's not going to happen. And <laughs> I just told her I have way too much work for that. So the reality is I'm going to be like, you know, an hour over. And then so then it's up to her to figure out what to do with that. Like, do I work that hour? And for that, I get paid overtime or does somebody else work it? So from that, it's like it's a central case to where we can kind of start going for, you know, from our work. Yeah, totally. You know, so the kind of work I do is in, in a like a business Swiss Army knife kind of thing. I'm really helping absorb a lot of information and then create a lot of simple solutions so that they can kind of sequence like how you get better, how you reconfigure, rebuild the Lego ship to something different. There's usually a break somewhere across divisions or across teams where something's expected from a different team and the reality is something very different. A lot of times there's a behavior thing that has to happen where a tool by itself will not solve a problem. Right. And sometimes, especially with tech, the shiny object gets a lot of attention, but until you change a behavior of somebody, we're very misaligned. And so oftentimes when you have a problem that's arisen, sometimes it's just by the nature that you've now outgrown the shoes you're in and you need to go buy a new pair of shoes or something. And that's nothing wrong. It just means that it's changed. And so your expectation that it would stay the same for a long time isn't realistic because that's not how those dynamics work. A lot of times too, there's the, uh, you know, how long is it going to take and how much is it going to cost? And if somebody said, you know, it's like, it's uh, cheap, fast and whatever kind of, you know, (laughs) there's something like you can have it cheap and cheap and fast, (laughs) but it's not going to be good. And you'll never have all three of those things. And so one of the biggest things I think for me, Josh, outside of all the the different dynamics that I run into it is like making sure that before we even start working together, that our expectations and realities are aligned enough so that there's not like a train wreck that happens. Yeah. You want to be aligned, um, you know, somewhat similarly. So you're not, there's not this huge derailment where all of a sudden they're coming up to you saying, Hey, look, you said you could do this or that. And you you just can't. So, no, go and ahead. That gets that gets easier as you go along because then you've learned to kind of work with one another and say like, hey, so what does a phase two look like, or what does all that type of thing? And w- once you kind of define where you're saying like this is what we're going to measure to do, then you could say like, hey, did we exceed expectations? Did we hit below? But now you actually have a context to actually to look at those things, you know, a little bit more sub- objectively and subjectively afterward. You know, I know my dynamics are a little different, Josh, but I mean, you have your own that you face 
in your company, even though we have very different jobs. So some of these things also too are just a personal thing. Josh and I have talked both about our marriages and, uh, yeah, you know, we've, we've been in, <laughs> we've been in them, in them now for a good bit. You know, we're not, let's just reiterate. I have been in a marriage, but after my wife hears <laughs> this, I probably may not be in marriage. <laughs> There's the expectation that, you, you know, <laughs> so next time you hear us, like Josh is expecting to not be married, but the reality is he may still be married <laughs> after you hear this, you know, <laughs> one of the most meaningful, close relationships you can have with somebody is a marriage. My gosh, the realities of how things happen in your life. I'm just thinking, Josh, even like a death in the family or there's um, the birth of a child or, you know, you get a family pet or, you know, some, or you, you move or you change jobs. Like those are big stressors in people's lives, you know? So I'll say this, my friends recently moved and you know what? I don't know any buddy that actually estimates it correctly no when they how say how much time it's going to take time say, money and just time i mean time is the big thing yeah and effort it's just the amount of effort you have to put oh it's a couple hours it's like no to, to <laughs> what <laughs> you know to you know a couple hours to to uh you know back the truck up to the thing like it's just crazy because everybody feels like you're going to go in and help move there's a whole lot of different types of disarray that happen with it it's okay. I just learned that. Another thing I learned too is that um, when you rent a truck, and if you have ever rented a truck to move, and the people on the other end of the phone tell you that, oh, this size truck will fit this much stuff. No. You know, <laughs> it never does <laughs> because they want to, they're trying to brag on the size of their trucks and what you can fit into it. But that assumes a perfect fit. That means like you don't have any weird random objects that don't stack on top of one another or they're odd shape. It's like, oh yeah, if you have boxes like the exact same size that exactly fit the size of the truck and you can stack it up to the roof, oh yeah, you can fit like a 4,000 square foot house into this little (laughs) 12 by 12 trailer, but it never works that way. No, because it's really hard to take apart your couch and put it into boxes and then put it back together again. (laughs) That's the main problem there. (laughs) Yeah, yep. And there's always that like, okay, so now what do I do? Here? That's why do everybody loses apart? stuff when they move because oh my gosh. You, you put you put like that stuff in the garage. You're like, I'm going to grab that. And then you just never grab it. So the next person that has your house has like a bunch of either cool stuff or crappy stuff. Like the person <laughs> that has my house up north has had like they got some cool stuff because I forgot my Nintendo 64 stuff. And it was like oh, all dang. in boxes, everything. And it was there. Oh, dang. And it was in, oh. it was in clear plastic bins, too. So they could see it pretty good. <laughs> <laughs> well, somebody somewhere in Minnesota is uh, enjoying that now. Either that or you they know. threw it away, which would even be worse. We may have to take a moment of silence. To, uh, <laughs> moment of silence, <laughs> moment pour one out for the homie, you know. <laughs> <laughs> the only thing that happens with moving is that the last, like, 20%, like as much as you think you're organized, it always becomes random at the end. Like you're right. just putting stuff in boxes to get it done. And that's the reality of it. California, I guess it's common, more common where it, depending on like the level of house that you buy, that you just leave all the stuff there and that you buy the house like fully furnished. Like you just walk into furnishings. I kind of like that idea. It sounds very romantic. I've never gotten to that place in my life where I can just go rebuy everything for the the same price no but, kidding because uh, that's like a huge outlay after the huge outlay you weren't expecting you know <laughs> to, to move you yeah know, like here's the additional truck or other things that you're doing but wouldn't that be know? nice though just be like you know what you're buying it with all this crap i'm taking all the good <laughs> stuff you can have the crap 
<laughs> I'll give you, I'll give you a sweet deal on you know lower yeah. price. So, especially when you're talking about people, kind of wrapping it back to like a lot of personal dynamics going to moving and different things like that. But remember that there's a reality of how you all are going to work together, uh, love one another, work together, and you each have expectations. And hopefully you're expecting that one another will be better. But then I hope that the reality of that too, that you're supporting that person to be better. And, you know, for the grace that you would want extended to you, that you're extending to the other person as well. Because the reality is that uh, they haven't hung the moon and the reality is they may try to, but they're human and they're going to fail. And if we don't adjust it, then um, it's going to cause nothing but, but problems. And I know for myself, in my younger years especially, you know, I, my expectations were so high, it never was indicative of reality in certain things. And it, it, it showed itself very quickly in my adult life, like that doesn't work. And so once I finally, like I chose to start giving on certain things, like things worked a lot better because I adjusted what my expectations were because in reality, it wasn't the other pr- uh, person sometimes, it was just me. It was yeah, like I was exactly. Problem. It's our so, expectations which makes our own reality. Yeah. And so, I mean, I think this is a good place to probably put a comma in the conversation, huh, Brian? I think so, too. Um, consider the things that you have wrongfully expected of folks and look at the reality of that and say, like, you know, what is it that I can do right now with it? And then where are places where, you know, you may be fearful about something? You know, fear is like the opposite. It's like the reverse of faith because faith, you're believing that something you hope for is going to come true. And in fear, it's like you're hoping the thing you're, you're believing that the thing you don't want to happen will happen to you. So in those things, make sure that you're not expecting something wrong. Just know that nothing goes perfectly, but I would hope that we would all expect the best out of one another and expect that we can continue on in this, in this thing together long into the future. So, yeah, it's a great place to put a comma. And in, uh, in reality, we know that there are things that uh, we all can work on and we all can do that. And there's expectations you put on others and there's some that people put on you. And remember that you can control the things that you expect, whether for positive or negative. And you can also, just because somebody expects something of you doesn't mean that it's like a foregone conclusion that that has to happen. And that's where the conversation is important. So uh, we wish you all the best in those conversations and we want to hear from you how they go. So until next time, this is Brian. And this is Josh. For Curiosity Continuum.